Lead the Way, a podcast for school leaders with author, speaker, and educator, Dr. Bill Ziegler. Today, I'm with Kirk Dolson of Parkview High School in Loudoun County Public Schools. Kirk, you're doing some amazing things on moving learning forward in a very uh, diverse building. Tell us a little bit about your school first, the demographics and what it's like. Sure. Um, so Parkview High School is a, in uh, Sterling, Virginia. We're a suburb of uh, Washington, D.C. Um, we are the only majority-minority high school in Loudoun County, which um, in some cases, depending on what uh, research engine you use, is touted as the richest county in the nation. We serve about 70% uh, free and reduced lunch, uh, about 45% EL. I have 22 languages that are spoken in my school. We have about 10% of our student population that is considered McKinney-Vento, which is homeless, and then um, 12% are um, special education. Demographic-wise, about 65% of my students are Hispanic. Many of them come from Central America, um, Honduras, El Salvador, and Honduras. And so what I really had to do my first year was turn the school around. We had uh, been uh, credited with warning through Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, for two years in the area of math. And my role job in that case was to get off that list because we wanted to be accredited, obviously. And so I, I think the words that I use when I talk about leadership in a school like, like Parkview is transparency. You've got to be transparent about what your, your mission and your vision is, but you also have to be uh, very open uh, to criticism and to ingenuity and different ways of, of doing things. So what I found was that a lot of teachers outside of the math department didn't realize what was going on in the math department. And so through transparency, we made it not um, just the math department's problem and not just Parkview High School's problem, but with the collaboration from the central office and some of our, even our feeder schools, we made it our problem. And so it was a family approach, which made the change that needed to occur a little bit easier. Tell us about the outcome. You had some pretty exciting outcomes with like how students are achieving right now. Yeah. So we really went to a more collaborative uh, math classroom. So when you walk into my building, really in any classroom right now, because it's just become part of the culture, but uh, you don't see kids sitting in rows. You see kids sitting in pods. Every math teacher, whether you are in applications, algebra, or you in BC calculus, every routine is the same. So you walk in, you get an entrance ticket. Usually it's three questions based on the, the material that was taught previously. Then the teacher will diversify the lesson based on that, the data from that. And then the students leave with an exit ticket. And so it's kind of that cycle. Um, every classroom routine is pretty much run the same. We also implemented the flipped classroom. Um, so where students and teachers, and I mean that by literally students and teachers, are designing videos about the math work that they are doing. And those videos are on our Parkview High School math website. You can log in. You can see them. Um, they are in Spanish and English. And they are there as tools for not only the students, obviously, but also the teachers. So if a student didn't do their homework or if a student was absent, the teacher can direct that student to a video and that student's still getting that learning. We also use Alex Math, which is a program that we're using through our personalized learning approach um, that gives teachers data about where students are, helps them fill in gaps. Great tool, shows progress. Um, the one thing I think we all know in education right now is feedback is very important to kids. And when they see that positive feedback um, and that incremental growth, they, they buy into it. I'm amazed when I hear there's 500 EL kids and 10% of your population is homeless. Mm-hmm but you're getting outstanding results. Tell us about the results. Like you were just telling me a little bit ago about how you improved on your test scores and things. Tell me a little bit about those. So I think really we had to um, look at the written, the taught, and the assessed curriculum and make sure that they were aligned. And what we found is that they they weren't. Um, A lot of teachers were teaching below the standards. And so we really had to figure out how we were going to get them, you know, above. So we 
through, through a, it was an arduous process, don't get me wrong, but we looked at lesson plans, we looked at um, the rigor that was being asked of students. And in one year, we went from 59% of all of our students passing the, the end of course assessment in Algebra 1, Geometry and Algebra 2, to 76% in one year. Two years ago, we had one of the highest pass rates in Algebra 2. Um, so I had uh, principals from around the Commonwealth, Northern Virginia, calling and asking, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because your Algebra 2 pass rate's like 97%. And so, you know, I go back to the idea of the written, the taught, and the assessed curriculum and, and really awesome. just kind of backwards design model. What's, where's, where do they have to be at the end of the school year and how are we going to get them there? Awesome, Kirk. You've been an inspiration to not just me, but the listeners on turning a school around. Great job. And thanks for being on Lead the Way today. No problem. You've been listening to Dr. Bill Ziegler with Lead the Way. Be sure to check out Bill's new book, Future Focused Leaders, by visiting chaselearning.org. That's chaselearning.org. This has been a presentation of Lead the Way.